No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we return to the book of Jeremiah, where Jeremiah prophesies against Damascus and Elam. Anguish shall grip Damascus, and Elam shall be scattered to the nations, but they shall return in latter days. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 49 on Simply the Bible. Admittedly, it can be difficult to go through scriptures that deal with so much judgment. How much bad news can we endure? But if we are faithful to teach through the whole Bible, the whole counsel of God, then we can't skip over it. We know that all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching and correction. But let's face it, some passages are more interesting than others. When it comes to Jeremiah's messages to the nations surrounding Israel, we see that God holds everyone responsible to do what is right, and not only Israel, to whom he gave the law. In Romans chapter 1, Paul tells us that everyone has the testimony of creation so that people are without excuse if they do not worship God. God has given each of us a conscience. Those who do not have the law of God will be judged by whether or not they have obeyed their conscience. Of course, no one has done this without fault. These judgments are intended to drive people to the point of self-despair and ever being justified by their own righteous works or their own goodness. So we must come to Jesus Christ as the only one who can give us his perfect righteousness so that we might receive forgiveness of our sins. So if we look at it in that way, I guess it can be encouraging. Jeremiah chapter 49, we continue in verse 23. Against Damascus, Hamath and Arpad are shamed, for they have heard bad news. They are faint-hearted. There is trouble on the sea. It cannot be quiet. Damascus has grown feeble. She turns to flee, and fear has seized her. Anguish and sorrows have taken her like a woman in labor. Why is the city of praise not deserted, the city of my joy? Therefore, your young men shall fall in her streets, and all the men of war shall be cut off in that day, says the Lord of hosts. I will kindle a fire in the wall of Damascus, and it shall consume the palaces of Ben-Hadad. So Damascus, Hamath, and Arpad were three cities in Syria. Damascus is considered to be the oldest city in existence today. It was the capital of Syria. Now, it says that Damascus has grown feeble. We know that the Assyrians conquered Hamath and Arpad before 738 BC. Damascus was overthrown in 731 BC. Syria had been a perennial enemy of Israel, but this just showed that God was in control and that God was bringing judgment against it. Fear had seized this nation that had been so confident. You know, many people are controlled by fear, but if we would fear God, then we don't need to fear either people or circumstances because everything in our lives will be father-filtered. Now, in verse 25, it is as though someone living in Damascus is crying out, why is the city of praise not deserted, the city of my joy? 
In other words, their glorious city would be forsaken and her young men would fall in her streets. Anguish and sorrow would grip them like a woman in labor. This is an idiom that Jeremiah likes to use quite a bit in his prophecies and had earlier said that the hearts of men would fail them like a woman in labor. It says, I will kindle a fire in the wall of Damascus and it shall consume the palaces of Ben-Hadad. Ben-Hadad literally means the son of Hadad. Hadad was a Syrian god. And this was the name of the dynasty that ruled in Damascus in the 9th and 8th centuries BC. Verse 28, against Kedar and against the kingdoms of Hazar, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, shall strike. Thus says the Lord, arise, go up to Kedar and devastate the men of the east, their tents and their flocks. They shall take away. They shall take for themselves their curtains, all their vessels and their camels, and they shall cry out to them. Fear is on every side. Flee. Get far away. Dwell in the depths, O inhabitants of Hazor, says the Lord. For Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, has taken counsel against you and has conceived a plan against you. Arise, go up to the wealthy nation that dwells securely, says the Lord, which has neither gates nor bars, dwelling alone. Their camels shall be for booty and the multitude of their cattle for plunder. I will scatter to all winds those in the farthest corners, and I will bring their calamity from all its sides, says the Lord. Hazar shall be a dwelling for jackals and desolation forever. No one shall reside there, nor son of man dwell in it. So the peoples of Kedar and Hazar were living in the Arabian desert east of Israel. Kedar was related to Ishmael, Abraham's son by Hagar. This was a nomadic tribe known for her skills in archery, her flocks of sheep, her extensive trade, and her warlike nature. Now, Nebuchadnezzar attacked these peoples in 599 to 598 B.C., and they lost their tents, flocks, curtains, vessels, and camels, really everything. The two peoples had lived in ease, isolating themselves from others. And they were proud and self-confident, thinking that they were going to be okay, didn't need to rely on the peoples around them. But they were easy prey for King Nebuchadnezzar, having no walled villages. And no one came to their rescue. The people would be so panicked that they would flee in every direction. Their land would be uninhabited and a perpetual desolation. Verse 34, the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah the prophet against Elam in the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will break the bow of Elam, the foremost of their might. Against Elam I will bring the four winds from the four quarters of heaven and scatter them toward all those winds. There shall be no nations where the outcasts of Elam will not go. For I will cause Elam to be dismayed before their enemies and before those who seek their life. I will bring disaster upon them. My fierce anger, says the Lord, and I will send the sword after them until I have consumed them. I will set my throne in Elam and will destroy from there the king and the princes, says the Lord. But it shall come to pass in the latter days. I will bring back the captives of Elam, says the Lord. 
So where is Elam? It was located beyond the Tigris River, east of Babylon. It eventually became part of the Medo-Persian Empire, and it corresponds to modern Iran. Jeremiah received this prophecy in the first year of King Zedekiah of Judah, which was 597 B.C. The Elamites were renowned for their archery skills, but God would break their bow. He would bring down their military might in which they trusted. Do you know that God will often break people in their place of perceived strength? I say perceived because so much of the time our own strength is just a deception. And God will allow us to see that we cannot rely on our own strength. We cannot rely on ourselves. We must rely upon him. This was one of the reasons why the Lord told the children of Israel that they were to destroy the chariots and hamstring the horses that would pull them. God did not want them to be reliant upon this very formidable weapon in those days, namely the chariot, uh, which was like a tank back then. God did not want them to be reliant upon their own military strength or prowess. He wanted them to be reliant upon him. Is there an area where you feel yourself to be strong? Be careful because that could be the area where you fall. For example, David was a man of great integrity, but it was in his area of integrity that he lacked integrity And that was where he fell. Is there an area where you feel broken? Look up because that could be the place where God wants to pour out his grace and mercy and comfort into your life. The Apostle Paul had a thorn in his flesh. We don't know what it was, but it clearly bothered him. And he said it was a messenger of Satan sent to torment him. Doesn't sound so good. Three times Paul pled with the Lord to remove it, but the Lord said to him, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So if you feel like your bow has been broken, then don't despair. Look up to the one who wants to be your strength in every area of life. His grace is all you need. Now Elam's exiles would be scattered throughout the earth. And God said that I will set my throne in Elam. It was common for a conquering king to set up a throne in the city that he conquered. But here God would set up his own throne, showing that he is sovereign in all judgment over all nations. But God promised that in latter days, he would bring back the captives of Elam to their own homeland. It is interesting that Elam means eternity. So it seems that God has everlasting plans for this people. It's also interesting that the Elamites were some of those who were in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples in Acts chapter 2. So they were there and they got to witness that great demonstration of God's mercy and power. Even in God's messages of judgment, there is hope because God is a gracious and merciful God. And it does show us that when God gives us these prophecies, even about judgment, 
that he's in control of all things. And we need to understand that the prophecies that he has spoken about the judgment to come will in fact happen because all of his word is faithful and we can count on it. May God help us to look into all of his word and find those things that will strengthen our faith in the Lord. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do just thank you for your word. We thank you that you know all things. You know the beginning from the end, and your word is trustworthy. Jesus, you told us that heaven and earth will pass away, but your words will never pass away. I pray that we would find comfort and strength and encouragement in studying your word and understanding it. And I pray, Father, that we would rely upon you and upon your grace and not upon those areas where we perceive ourselves strong. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see where Jeremiah prophesies against Babylon. The Lord is raising up kings from the north to destroy her for her pride and cruelty. But God will pardon his people. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Jeremiah on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.